Well, you know, it's a wonderful privilege for us to come to you time and time again with more Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. I want to thank you for tuning our way. This word will be revolutionary in your life. In fact, I'll be speaking from the theme, The Peculiar People. This passage really is all about living Christian in an unchristian world. It's about labeling and tagging and identifying. Living Christian in an unchristian world. Those who dare to attempt this high calling are identified as peculiar people. It's interesting to note that this title was used by God himself in Exodus chapter 19, Exodus 19, verse 5. The context is that God is meeting now with Moses and the people of God who have been delivered from Egyptian bondage. It's been three months since they left Egypt. They have come into the region now known as the desert of Sinai and the mountain of Sinai. Now God speaks out of that mountain unto Moses and he reminds Moses of the fact that I brought the people out of Egypt. I delivered them. I brought them to this place. Now, if this people will obey me and keep my commandments, they will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the peoples of the earth. Uh, God said, if you will just obey, I will make you a peculiar treasure. All the people of the earth will not be able to be compared to what I will do to and for my treasure. My, what an awesome thing. And God says, you will be a peculiar treasure. Now, over in the New Testament and the New Covenant, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, by his saving grace and redemptive work, Bringing salvation, saving and redeeming, and appearing and appealing even to his people. And he calls them a peculiar people, just like daddy did. I say, just like daddy did. And so for centuries, there have been those who have chosen to take this title 
and to let the connotation of it represent the eccentric, the odd, the weird people. Because, you see, that word peculiar has carried that connotation, particularly as it relates to Christians. You haven't noticed it on your job. People think you're peculiar. They think you're peculiar because of the language that you use, your vernacular. They're talking, always talking about prayer or the word of God or worship. Or they've been watching you and your lifestyle in the neighborhood. Or they may have been observing how you reacted to certain challenges that came into your life. And the way you handled it was peculiar. Because when you would have taken somebody out, you walked out. And when you would have responded like everybody else does, then you would not be considered peculiar. And certainly because you serve Jesus the Christ and dare to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that through him alone comes salvation. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we can be saved except it be the name of Jesus. Now, folk who hear you publicly asserting that fact will say, hey, there were other religious leaders. And they would list them. I'm not going to take the time to do all of that right now. But they would compare Jesus with all of them. But I will tell you, None of them could compare with Jesus. He's in a class all by himself. And I know that when we were first called Christians at Antioch, it was not meant to lift us up or esteem us. It was meant to be a discreditment to us. But isn't it wonderful? I don't care what you do with Jesus. If you hang with him, regardless of what people say, it's going to be a blessing. I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to be identified with Jesus the Christ. As always, three points to this message. One, the intention. Two, the instruction. And three, the inspiration. Stay tuned and be blessed by this word. The next thing is that I want you to follow my instruction. Let me read it and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Follow my instruction. What is the instruction? Go to chapter 2, Titus chapter 2. And I want you to just go to verse 1. But speak thou what? The things which become sound what? 
sound doctrine. No flowery, ear-tickling homily. Sound doctrine. That's what I want you to do, Titus. I want you to speak sound doctrine. There are a lot of people who will not attend certain churches because they don't feel as though they don't move me. Some things you need are not to move you. Some things you need to hear that will hold you steady. Something that will ground you. Something that will settle you. Now, when you get grounded and settled, then you can shout. But when you start shouting, when you're not grounded or settled, you don't know where you're going to end up. Titus gives sound doctrine. I know it's unpopular today. I'm not that out of it. I know it's unpopular. But it's the only thing that will hold you. Now watch this. He gets into our business. Oh boy. Say he's going to get into our business. I'm going to touch on a few of it. Notice that he targeted five classes of people in the church. Five classes. Aged men. Aged women. Young women, young men, and servants. All of them. Churches are made up of many classes of people. And I'm not just talking about academia. I'm also talking about classes of people in terms of their unique cultural and social connection. It also deals with male and female. And it steps over into a cultural thing that we don't celebrate today. But in those days, to be a slave meant that, especially a bond slave, meant that you you, you had somebody to look out for you. You served them. But you also had an identity with that family. And so notice what he says. I'm getting into your business. It's more than a Sunday morning sitting up with your mask on situation. I'm going in your house. He said, I want to talk to you aged men and and you older men. He said, "Uh, I I want you to live worthy of respect. In fact, you just look at it from verse 1 to 10. Okay, just remember that. Verses 1 to 10. I'm just going to touch on it a bit. He instructs them. How? By teaching, by speaking, and by exhorting. Okay? Now, he does this in targeting those five classes. Aged men live worthy of respect by others. Discriminating. Sound in faith, charitable, loving, able to have patience and demonstrate endurance. Oh man, you can't run like you used to run. 
but you better have this other stuff intact. Be charitable, be loving, be caring, show patience. And then age women, same thing. Slow, your gait is slow now. Don't move as fast as you used to move. <laughs> age women, be sound in faith. Live as a Christian woman. Don't be a busybody. Don't be talking about and slandering people with group gatherings. But counsel young women. Show them how they can be dignified and command respect. And then, not only young women being sober-minded, loving their husbands, be good housekeepers, keep your house clean. So as not to bring a question about the validity of your Christianity. Because people will judge you in your Christianity by the way you conduct yourself in your house. No amens hardly, but it's a few, it's a few. So that's the young women. And now you young men. You eager young lions. Be careful about your behavior and your associations. Be responsible and serious. Show yourself a model of the word of God. Discipline yourself rather than having to be disciplined. Be, dis be, be discriminating so that you will not gain discreditment. Oh, that's good. And then servants, live well-pleasing to be who you are. Not as a slave, but as a Christian. Show respect for those that are over you. Walk in humility and yet be faithful to your duty. Oh, that's good. And as you do it, you will be adorning the doctrine of God. This to slaves. That you will be living soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. I want to tell you something. This is some heavy instruction here. Especially in this day of situation ethics. When folk assume the right to choose for themselves. Situation ethics simply implies that we do whatever we want to, however we want to, whenever we want to, wherever we want to, and you can't say nothing about it. Because it's my right as a citizen. Well, it may be your right as a citizen, but it's not your right as a Christian. Christians have to show how we can live so that God can be glorified in whatever situation we face 
bore or in the midst of. You see, you see, Christianity is not just a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. It's how you're living. How you're living. My grandson would call me when he was younger on the phone and say, Pop up, how you living? That's a good question to ask. How are you living when Sunday is over? How are you living when the saints are not around? How are you living when you're targeted? How are you living when you're going through hell on earth? How do you respond? How do you live? What's your private life like? What's your heart like? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You're preaching to me this morning. And now notice, use every means to get it over to them. He said, you, well, what I want to say is speak to them. Now, now, if you permit me, I'd like to use my own analysis here and simply speaking in ellipse. Have you ever been drawn aside by somebody of authority? Said, okay. No, no, no. Where are we going? Wait, no, no. Follow me. And they get it. Now, look, let me tell you something. If you don't know how to act, and you better watch what comes out your mouth, and you have to be careful about your associates and all that kind of that, talking, just, just speaking to you. But when they exhort you, you better not do this, and you better not do that. And you better not do the other. And you better not do the other. And you better not. And I'm exhorting you. I'm telling you that if you do it, this is the kind of consequence you can expect. Good preaching, Holy Ghost. Well, I sincerely trust that you've been blessed and inspired by this word. And that you will discover that it is indeed a privilege to be peculiar in this world. Christ. Remember that? The peculiar people. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www fcogchapel.org We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.